1: Red Bear.
2: We're talking about the border crisis tonight in our Common Ground segment. Joining us, Republican Monica de la Cruz and Democrat Henry Cuellar. They are members of the Texas congressional delegation representing neighboring districts, as you see on the map, along the southern border. Uh, thank you both for being here. This is a big week, uh, and it has been a long time coming. Uh, Congressman Cuellar, first to you there's been a lot of not only Republicans, but Democrats saying that the administration may not be prepared for this moment. How do you see it in this week?
1: But look, we've added $2.4 billion in the last two years to CBP. That's a lot of money. Uh, THAT'S uh, that's A HUGE 15% INCREASE, BUT IT'S NOT ONLY THE MONEY THAT WE NEED TO LOOK AT, IT'S THE POLICIES, AND IF YOU'RE GOING TO GET RID OF TITLE 42, you GOT TO BE READY WITH TITLE 8 WITH EXPEDITED REMOVAL. ARE WE THERE, there AT THAT TIME? I DON'T THINK SO. I THINK THERE'S SOME POLICIES THAT WILL COME IN THAT WILL BE EFFECTIVE, BUT IN MY OPINION, I THINK THEY MIGHT BE A LITTLE BIT TOO LATE.
2: Congresswoman, take a listen to this. Uh, This is two sides. Uh, This is the Homeland Security Secretary Friday and uh, the Texas governor.
1: We've been preparing for well
2: over uh, a year. What we are expecting is indeed a, a surge. What we are doing is planning for different levels of a surge. With the Biden administration ending Title 42 this Thursday, President Biden is laying down a welcome mat to people across the entire world saying that the United States border is wide open. Now, in data that tracking all the way back to March 2020, the Title 42 expulsions, pretty significant if you look at the numbers uh, 1,054,000 in 2022, 419,000 in 2023 so far. What do you expect to happen?
0: Well, look, just like Secretary Mayorkas said, they have been expecting this for well over a year, but yet the Biden administration has not done anything, especially when it comes to policy. That's where Congressman Cuellar and I agree. It's not about the money being thrown at the problem. It is about policy. And that's why the Republican GOP this week will put on the House floor HR2, which will put the policies in place. Place to disincentivize this illegal immigration.
2: So HR2, we'll get to some of the details here, up for a vote this Thursday. Uh, secure the Border Act of 2023, restart border wall construction, increase number of border patrol agents, strengthen and streamline asylum process and catch and release. Congressman Cuellar, are the Democrats uh, going to vote for that?
1: You know, there's a lot of things there that I can support, but there are some things that I certainly don't support. Uh, A wall is a 20th century solution to a 21st uh, century problem that we have. Money's for border patrol. We've added more money for border patrol agents. It's just very hard to get them hired, but we need to hire them. Money's for ICE. We've added money for ICE. We've added money also for Stone Garden, which is a program that I helped start back in 2008. So technology at the ports of entry where most drugs will come in. Uh, especially fentanyl. So there's a lot of things uh, that we agree on. But again, I wish uh, Democrats and Republicans would have sat down and talked about where we have points of consensus to work uh, together.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is called common ground. I mean, there are some things in this bill that you can agree on, uh, Congressman Cuellar, and yet the White House says HR 2 does nothing to address the root causes of migration, reduces humanitarian protections, restricts lawful pathways, which are critical alternatives to unlawful entry. If the president were presented with HR 2, he would veto it. I guess, Congressman Cuellar, the question is, how do we, as a country, get around this moment, this problem?
1: Well, you know, first of all, we got to understand one thing. Uh, we at the border, like Monica and myself, we're from the border. We believe in law and order. Uh, we certainly want to make sure that we treat uh, the uh, the migrants with respect and dignity. And if they have a legitimate, and I emphasize legitimate uh, asylum cl- case, then they should be allowed in. But right now, if you look at 100 people that go before an immigration judge, 88 to uh, 90% are going to be rejected. So, why are we allowing 100% when we should be allowing only 10 to 12%? Again, you got to have repercussions at the border. Otherwise, the border becomes a, a low bump speed at the border and people are going to keep coming in. Saying the border's uh, not open is one thing, action is important. When was the last time you all have seen people being deported back? All we see is people coming in. And those images are powerful images, and, and that's what keeps attracting people to come over here. Congresswoman,
2: I know you've worked with Congressman Cuellar on a number of different things, but there are, are there things that you can say, we do have common ground, Democrats and Republicans, that can actually get through, not face a veto in the White House, that can actually affect what's happening in your districts?
0: Well, exactly like uh, Congressman Cuellar just said, is the asylum system is broken. 80% of the people coming to our border do not even qualify for asylum. That's why in HR2, we actually streamlined the process so that those that are able to qualify for asylum can actually get through. And those that don't are not incentivized. Now, technology is part of this bill. The wall is just a small portion of it. Well, I say 900 miles of it. The rest is in technology and boots, at the gr- boots on the ground. What the Biden administration has done is put people in administrative positions and continue to throw money at the problem, which obviously we have seen does not work.
2: All right, quickly, Congressman Quay I mean can you vote? Can you get to yes on HR two, or do you need to see changes in it?
1: Oh yeah, if they would allow amendments and let me do the amendments, because look, uh, some of us have been doing this for many years. You know, I uh, some of us like Monica lives on the border. I live in the border. I don't go visit the border. I live there. We live there. There's a lot of things. Our technology, boots on the ground, uh, things that we can do. Uh, there's a lot of things so that we can work together. But again. I'm not used to, as a legislator, I want to see, uh, I want to have an input. I don't want somebody to give me a piece of legislation and say vote on it because I know better than you do. I think the legislative process allows Democrats and Republicans to sit down. There's a lot of things we can work with, but again, we got to be allowed to uh, make our, our, our points together. All right, Congresswoman, do you think you can go to the
2: speaker and say maybe allow some amendments for the Democrats to get on the board?
0: Well, I think that's between the Speaker of the House and the minority leader. That's why we have them in place for discussion. Speaker McCarthy has been an excellent leader, getting the GOP to come to Common Ground to put a great piece of legislation through HR2 that will not only secure a border, it'll keep our nation safe and have a humanitarian treatment with these immigrants that are coming across. And you, I look forward to voting yes. Do on this you both think,
2: do you both think that beyond the immigration issue, which obviously is very complex and there's all kinds of issues and you well know every single one of them, are there other issues that you could tell people at home you all can get to a place where you get things done? I mean, that's, we were seeing more and more Republicans, and Democrats come up to this segment and say, we're working on XYZ and we actually are doing it. You see that up there?
0: What I can tell you, what I hear from Congressman Guerrero is a lot of agreement. We both agree that it comes to policy changes. We both agree that it's technology that needs to be included in this bill and that boots on the ground need to be part of this legislation. And so I think that there are a lot of pieces of H.R. 2 where we have agreement, as you're hearing today. Congressman.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, you can talk about adding more uh, border patrol agents, more C- uh, CFO, which are the men's, men and women in blue technology, uh, getting rid of the Carrizo, which is this evasive plant that doesn't allow border patrol to see them roads along the border to make sure that we address that. So yes, there's a lot of things that we can sit down and talk about, but but again, the legislative process should be where Democrats and Republicans sit down together and come up with uh, uh, bipartisan legislation. And we can do that. Uh, probably won't be on this bill, uh, but I think afterwards, uh, you watch, uh, there will be some other pieces of legislation that we can work together.
2: We'll continue right after this. JUST A COUPLE MORE THINGS. Uh, IS THERE, DO YOU SENSE ANYTHING ELSE, BESIDES IMMIGRATION, WHERE YOU ALL ARE WORKING TOGETHER?
0: So there's um, several pieces of legislation that we're working on that is bipartisan. I'm part of Ag Committee. And so we have, have a cattle a fever tick bill that's coming through, a young farmers success bill that's coming through. So there are lots of bipartisan pieces of legislation. I've co-sponsored some of uh, Congressman Cuellar's and he's co-sponsored some of mine. But you know what? Those are not the ones that make the news. The ones that make the news, are the hot button yeah, yeah. issues. Well, but like they make common ground,
1: Congresswoman.
2: Yes. They do. Uh, Congressman Cuellar?
1: Absolutely. She's right. I mean, uh, uh, common ground are those uh, pieces of legislation that we don't uh, talk about uh, in the media. But, uh, but it, I mean, there are so many things from the farm bill to the appropriations uh, to addressing issues with autism. Uh, Alzheimer's. I mean, there are so many pieces of legislation uh, that we uh, we can work together. We have worked together, uh, and uh, and we can do that. But unfortunately, um, you know, the process that's usually the hot ticket items that uh, show is more divided than actually working together. And we do work together on so many things. Yeah, and and that's what we kind
2: of point out that there's a lot of moving parts here on Capitol Hill that 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 is happening. But Congresswoman, is the temperature? You know, you look at the partisanship around the country, not just on the immigration issue, but others. Uh, Do you think it's as partisan as it's been?
0: Well, unfortunately, we have seen a lot of partisan legislation come through the 118th Congress. But again, I think that the media does not focus on the pieces that we do agree on. As I mentioned, there are several pieces that have gone through the Farm Bill where we have had bipartisan partnerships. And those are the exciting pieces to talk about when we are in our communities talking to both Democrats and Republicans alike.
1: Mm
2: Congressman Cuellar, one last thing, there was this poll this weekend, this past weekend about, uh, from ABC, Washington Post, that said the president's approval was down to 36%. number of different reasons, different questions in there, a lot of concern about his age and his ability uh, to do the job going into the second term. You had MSNBC ask him, you know, what Fortune 500 company hires an 82-year-old CEO. And so do you have any concerns and have you made your decision whether you're going to endorse President Biden for this run coming up?
1: Well, if they look at age, they better not look at the Congress because they're sure a lot of folks are up there in age. But no, I'll be I, I'm a Democrat. I'll be supporting uh, President Biden for reelection. Uh, so uh, look forward to. Uh, getting past this uh, presidential election so we can get back to work again. You know how it is. There are windows that we can work on to get legislation. If you get too close to a midterm or you get close too close to a presidential race and everything goes out the window and then Congress doesn't seem to work together. So we still have a window that we can work together in a bipartisan way. And, Congresswoman, uh, the former president is leading in pretty much every
2: poll in the GOP primary, even though it's not gelled yet with all all the folks who are going to get in. In this one poll, ABC Washington Post, he leads President Biden by seven points. Don't know if that's an outlier or not, but it's clearly a poll that shows his strength. Are you endorsing the former president?
0: Well, what I think it shows is the disaster that the Biden administration has had on Americans, everything from um, energy to the border crisis to inflation. Americans right now are worried about filling their gas tanks up, putting food on the table. So I think what that poll really shows is how bad of a job the Biden administration is doing.
2: But you're not ready to endorse today.
0: Well, today I am worried about H.R. 2 and making sure that we all get to the floor and that we vote yes so that we can finally put an end to this border crisis.
2: Well, we're going to follow all of that, and uh, we really appreciate your time, both of you, today. Thank you
1: so much.
0: Thank you.
2: Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.